We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. This is Dr. June Knight. I'm here with you today to do our morning Bible study. Today we are back in the book of Psalm. How many misses the book of Psalm if you would just raise your hand out there? I know we do miss it because uh, the book of Psalm is so encouraging. It is so encouraging to us in a time uh, that we're in today. So uh, let's all just bow our heads real quick and let's pray and ask God to be with us, lead us and guide us uh, into this today. Good morning, good morning. Lord, we just come before you this morning. We thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to read your word again. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us, leading and guiding us into all the truth. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit will bring this to life to us today and teach us and encourage us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to start. How do y'all like this format where I do it uh, with the Bible up on the screen where you can see it? Do y'all like this better than the other way I was doing it? If so, type in yes or no. If you don't, I will go back to the other way where you had 
the Bible on, you know, my personal Bible. So let me know what you think. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. But it, at least if it's up on the screen like this, you'll be able to follow along with me. You know. Okay, so y'all do like this with the words up on the screen. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started here in Psalm chapter 74. Oh, God, remember this is David. Why have you cast us off forever? How many feels this way sometimes? That you just feel like God has casted you off. Why does thy anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old, the rod of your inheritance, which thou hast redeemed, this Mount Zion, wherein thou hast dwelt. Lift up thy feet unto the perpetual desolations, even all that the enemy has done wickedly in the sanctuary. Thy enemies roar in the midst of thy congregations, they set up their ensigns for signs. A man was famous according as he had lifted up axes to the thick trees. But now they break down the carved work thereof at once with axes and hammers. Boy, we feel like that across the, uh, across the country right now with them tearing down our statues of the history of our country. The memories of our country, don't you feel like that, that they're taking an axe and they're, they're trying to cut down the history of our country? They have cast fire into thy sanctuary. They have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. Boy, we do feel like this, don't we, Bride? They said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues in the of God in the land. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet. Neither is there among us any that knoweth not how long. O oh God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? How many feels this is us today? Why withdraweth thy hand, even thy right hand? Pluck it out of thy bosom. For God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. Thou did divide the sea by the stream. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gave him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. Thou didst cleave the fountain and the flood. Thou dried up mighty rivers. Thy day, the day is thine. The night also is thine. Thou hast prepared the light and the sun. Thou hast set all the borders of the earth. Thou hast made summer and winter. <laughs> How many feel like you could just shout right now because this is he is lifting up the name of god he he's telling god 
you are the great i am you are the ones that created the mountains you're the one that created everything oh god so verse 18 remember this that the enemy has reproached O lord and that the foolish people have blasphemed your name oh deliver not the soul of that i gotta stop right there because this part about blaspheme your name is how i felt about the president last year when i was in washington dc back in 2019 in july i'll tell you exactly in july i received phone calls from people did you hear that president trump cussed god and said the gd name twice at his rally i was like no i wasn't watching the rally immediately at that time i was still uh i was still mostly pro-trump so I, I went into the defense mode like we always do and i said oh surely he was just you know uh quoting someone or something i'm sure he didn't mean to cuss our god so bride i went back and listened to the video now the first time it was supposedly a quote okay supposedly where he quoted a general but the second time bride he just said it it was horrible and i immediately went into repentance with god i immediately i used to repent for the president all the time to god i would tell him god i'm so sorry he did that i'm sorry he said that so when god did this i wept bride i wept it's a disgrace it's embarrassing because he is our president so i i repented to god on behalf of our nation and i repented on behalf of our peoples for having a president that would get up there not only did he just say the gd word right but he is supposed to be a president of the christian nation that the christians are partnering with voting him in and he gets up there and cusses their god not just in some private meeting but in front of the entire world he just yeah i i don't see how there wasn't more of an outrage from the church there wasn't it was it was sad but it showed the depravity of our church it showed the sickness of our our country because when you read uh scriptures like this it reminds you god does not take that stuff lightly you will not mock god you will not mock god and get by with it so it says here and the foolish people have blasphemed your name that's what that reminded me of because it was so terrible bride on so many ways uh i was just embarrassed terribly okay so let's continue oh deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove on the 12th day christmas my tree love gave to me 12 turtle doves i love it i deliver thy soul of thy turtle dove unto the multitude of the wicked forget not the congregation of thy poor forever all oh. have respect unto the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. Oh, let not the oppressed return ashamed. 
Okay, raise your hand out there if you know that God will not make you ashamed. You know this because the word of God says it. God will not make you ashamed. Praise God. Let the poor and the needy praise thy name. Arise, O God, and plead thy cause, thy own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproached thee daily. Forget not the voice of thy enemies. The tumult of those that rise up against thee increaseth continually. All right, let's go to chapter 75. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ the Lord. Give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the holy one give thanks because he's given jesus christ his son give thanks with a grateful heart. Oh, thank you. Who is that, Miss Sherry? Oh, I like your little animal. That is so cute. Thank you for being you. Thank you, Miss Sherry. All those cute little things y'all do for me is helps my ministry. And I'm going to tell you right now, Bride, y'all have got to pray for my ministry because I woke up this morning and found out how in a terrible situation we're in right now. And it's like, God, I've got to have a Christmas miracle because if we don't get more donations, we're in severe trouble, Brad, because I don't, I don't go on here asking for money. Uh, but I do want to say that if people believe in us and what we're doing here, they're going to have to start giving and so i am after today i'm taking off this weekend i've got to pray i have got to hear from god because something's off you know uh so i gotta pray and i mean i do know that i'm under attack by witches and stuff like that so i don't know you know like what kind of spell that they have spoken against my ministry or whatever or if it's a mistake i've made and and you know the blessings have stopped or what i don't know but i i've got to seek god about this and so i need your prayers brian i need uh some people to donate to help us to get over this crunch and i mean we are a you know a, a media that needs monthly donors so i need to figure out how i can uh do this and learn to ask for help and and learn how to raise money or something we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a miracle or i'm gonna have to do something different you know so just pray for me while i'm seeking god this weekend okay all right so let's continue here all right 
Uh, let's see here. Let's go back to verse one. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Heather. I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, lift up not thy horn. Oh, what? No way. I am having an epiphany. Right here where it says, okay, this right here shows you how we must warn people. Uh, it says right here, I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, lift not up the horn. I'll never forget when, what's her name, uh, Paula White prayed this prayer. It was right around the time when he cussed God to. She got up there on a platform, and she, when she prayed for him to kick off his 2021 campaign, which has been nothing but a road to hell, because all it's done is push vomit across this country. She prayed that the horn of his power be raised. That gave me the creepiest feeling like that was not holy. I don't, I'm not bearing witness with that prayer at all, woman. I don't know what kind of uh, power you're talking about, but that was not holy. And look at here, right here in the scripture confirms what I was thinking. Because it says in verse four, I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked lift not up the horn lift not up your horn on high and speak not with a stiff neck well there you go there you have it there you have it for promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south but god is the judge and he puts one down and he sets up another yeah, for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked... Also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. All right now, Psalm 76. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, and the sword, and the battle, Selah. How many remembers Selah, what Selah means? Selah means, think on these things. Thou art more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The south, I mean the stout hearted, the stout hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep and none of the men might have found their hands. 
At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and the horse are cast into a dead sleep. Boy, that's almost like what's happening with the people right now that are partnering with uh, his uh, deal, partnering with the New Apostolic Reformation. It's like they're in a dead sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be feared. See, that's one thing that's definitely missing from our nation, Brad. They are not fearing God. If you feared God, you would not be acting like this. You would not be funding the LGBT lifestyle, and you surely would not be telling the church to sit down and put their uh, programs above us. You would not be telling the church to sit down and, and putting the mental health industry in there to be drugging people up. See, see the difference? Okay, thou, even thou, art to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? I don't want to be around. I can tell you all that right now. When God gets angry, please hide me, hide me in a cave. Because I, I fear God. I fear the wrath of God. I don't want to be here for that. Eight. Thou did cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Selah, surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him. Oh, I didn't know it said that. See, I raised my kids about Christmas, you know, to have the heart of Jesus about it. You know, we know that this is not the season where Jesus was born. But I tell them, you know, we don't know the real day, but we choose to make Christmas about the Lord. So we choose to make Jesus is the reason of the season. So we do a birthday cake. We do happy birthday, Jesus. And uh, we tell the story of Bethlehem and when Jesus came. And also uh, the presents. We do the presents because we're giving gifts like the uh, wise men gave gifts unto Jesus. So we give gifts unto those that we love. So it says right here, let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Oh, I fear for them. Okay, Psalm 77. I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. And he gave ear unto me. How many knows that God gathers the tears of his people? How many know this? How many has cried a lot just lately? This is why my eyes look like they do, Brian. I've done much crying. Uh, but what is so beautiful for us is knowing that God gathers our tears and keeps them. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, 
My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest my eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. How many of us do that? Sometimes we'll think about, boy, I remember those days. Oh, I remember the days, the good old days, you know. I call to remembrance my song in the night. What a day that will be when my Jesus we shall see when we look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace down on my knees is where i want to be what a day glorious day that will be Mm -hmm. all right i commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search will the lord cast off forever and will he be favorable no more is his mercy clean gone forever does his promise fail forevermore has god forgotten to be gracious has he in anger shut up his tender mercies Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Oh, I just want to cry on that one. Oh, remember, Bride, what I was telling you. You've got to write your book this Christmas. You've got to make that your main present to your family. You have got to tell them your story. You've got to tell them with your hand, tell them what God has done for you. Tell them well, how you was before when you met God. The sin and the deliverance that God had to do to bring you out. And then talk about your salvation experience. How did you get saved? They want to know the details. Your family, tell them. I remember when I got saved. I was sitting in the living room watching Billy Graham. I was nine years old. At that time, I had a very neglectful life. My mother uh, lived with this man I didn't know. And they wasn't married. You know, and just kind of tell them, paint them a picture of what happened to you. And then tell them, you know, like I, I asked, I repeated the words after uh, Billy Graham's, you know, said everybody wants to get saved. And they sang this song, Brian, that I remember since I was a little girl. Just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me 
of God I come. I come. That is the song that he had playing in this stadium, just as I am. And all those people were coming by the thousands to give their life to the Lord. Then I began walking home from school and walking down in the woods. And I, I, that's where I found him. That's where I began to hear his voice. That's when I began to have dreams. That is when God called me in the woods. You know, tell your kids this. And then tell them the struggle you had all them years accepting your calling because of the traumatizing things that happened when you was a kid. That you realize those things are what, you know, so tell your story so that your kids would understand the power of God. And they'll also get to know you more too. So he says in verse 11 here, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all your work and talk of your doings. Remember, bride, your story is for God's glory. And the prophecy is this, your testimony is the prophecy of Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Okay, so... All right, so thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God, this is sign language, is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Thou art the God that does wonders. Oh, what is that song? Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you. In all I do, I honor you. You know, the other day, Brad, when I was singing like this, you know, impromptu, did you know Facebook penalized me for that? Not Facebook, but YouTube. And said that the artist that wrote the song wanted money off of my video uh, just from me singing his song. Can you believe that? It happened. Thou has declared thy strength among the people. How many remembers that is the greatest thing that we have learned about David? 
if we can say we have learned anything about David in these Bible studies in the book of Psalm is this, Brad, the strength of God. David tells us all the time, lean on God. He is your strength. Without your strength, I can do nothing, God. He says it here again. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. The waters saw thee, O God, the waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sent out a sound. Thy arrows also went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea and thy path in the great waters. And thy footsteps are not known. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Let's go to chapter 78. This is our last chapter today, Brian. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. <laughs> this song came in my spirit. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little ears. Something, something, something. And then it's like, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little mouth, what you speak. Be careful, little hands, what you touch. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Okay, and it also reminds me of another song. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of our Lord. And what, Brad? And what? And his strength. And his wonderful works that he has done. Boy, God is confirming to us today, Brad. We have got to write them books for Christmas. We have got to tell our stories to our families. All right. So, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Come on, God, just confirm it. 
Why don't God just come on the program here and just tell you, children, you need to write your books. You need to write your story. You need to establish your testimony. And you need to you need to tell your children. It might as well just be God just sitting up here telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. That the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who shall should arise and declare them to their children. In other words, they're saying, tell your story to the children. Tell their children about God. Why? Because look at the next scripture. That they might set their hope in God. We need our children and we need our families to trust in God in the days ahead, not to take the mark of the beast. Because they need to hear your story. If God has really saved you, if God has really healed you, delivered you, and set you free, then don't hide him under a bushel no more. It is time to start sharing your testimony. This is the season. You start telling people, uh, you know, just start telling them, Jesus set me free. Jesus forgave me. I repented of my sins and won the victory. Here we go. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me i once i was lost but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. When we been dead ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun we know less days till we're gonna see god's grace then when we first begun see we want them to have their hope in god and what not to forget the works of god but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with god 
The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. See, they're, they're telling the story here. Okay? And forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Brian, I'm going to tell you right now. When you start writing your story and you remember, you will be bawling your eyes out. When God takes you back and you're like, I remember how that felt. I remember your salvation. I can taste your salvation. I remember when you fed my family. I remember when you came through. I remember when you healed me. I remember when you talked to me. I remember when you gave me that dream. I remember when you gave me that vision. I remember, I remember. It will bless you, bride. And this is what your children need to know. Because right here when it's saying that they kept not the covenant of God and they forgot his words and wonders and how he showed them, that's my story as well. I forgot the glory of God for a season and a season. I backslid here and there, here and there. I backslid brides so many times since the time I was nine, since the time I was 49. For 40 years, I backslid many times. And you know the Lord told me, not 49, but uh, let's see, seven years ago, I'm 52, so, uh, you know, 45 or whatever. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, God told me back then, he said, don't ever backslide again or I'll take your life. That's what God told me. You can't do it anymore. You have to go for me all the way because of the destiny I have for you. See, when we backslide, bride, we bring a reproach upon God. We bring a reproach to his name because we, we smack him in the face after what he's done. So God was letting me know, don't do that to me again because you bring a reproach to my name. When you go back to your old comforts, the partying scene and all this dating and all this stuff you used to do, don't go back to all that because it brings a reproach to my name. And I have done so much for you. Just hang in there and trust. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. All right, so let's continue here. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters to stand as a heap. See, he's reminding everybody what God did for them, didn't he? In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with a, night, a light of fire. He claved the rocks in the wilderness and gave them to drink out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. 
And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spoke against God and they said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock, that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Bride, they right there now that I'm hearing that, that reminds me that what we're about to go through is like the children of Israel in the desert. God will take care of us, bride, in the famine. We have just got to trust and obey and stay underneath the cloud of glory. Amen. Therefore, the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger came up against Israel. Because what, bride? They believe not in God. Raise your hand in the room if you want to, with all of your heart, believe in God in the coming days. Raise your hand in the room if you want to publicly declare right now that you want to believe God in the coming days for all that's about to hit this nation. You want to uncover God. I mean, you want to believe in God. Everybody raise your hand. Rodriguez is funny. All right now, all right. With all your heart, you want to trust in God. You want to believe in God. And it's saying here, see, God is encouraging us through this study today for us to have faith in God and trusted not because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. So all of you that are lifting your hands right now, you're publicly declaring that you want to believe in God and you want to trust in his salvation in the coming days. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven. Yes, Lord. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I remember that song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Okay, and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them the corn of heaven. You tell me God will not take care of us, bride. If God can do that for the children of Israel, he can do that for you. He can give us manna. But see, David is reminding all these people what God has done for them before. So you have got to write your story, Brad, and remind your children, remind your family of what God has done for you. Give God the glory for your story. Amen.
Okay, yes, I will pray for my one unknown when I finish. I'm almost finished. He man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp round about their habitation. So they did eat and were well filled. Can you believe that? Well filled. For he gave them their own desire. They were not estranged from their lust. But while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of God came on them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. Wow. For all this they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous works. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. Remember, bride, I told you about vanity. Remember God telling me, don't be vain, June. And I was out in the woods. I was like, me vain? I'm not vain. He said, yes, you are. And he showed me that I would not go up behind the camera with Pastor Rob Parsley when I was in Bible college because I had an ugly dress on. And I didn't want the world to see me in this ugly dress. So I about had a panic attack and fell over and had a heart attack. That's how embarrassing I was. All because I was in an ugly dress. See, God showed me that is vain because why? I'm worried about my image. How am I being presented to the world? Uh, what are people going to think of me? Huh. God rebuked me very quickly over vanity. This is why you'll see me on camera with no makeup, my hair pulled up and raw. You'll see me raw because God told me that day in the prayer closet, he goes, June, don't ever refuse to get behind the camera because of how you look. See, Bride, you know I'm a big woman. You know I'm a White House correspondent. You know that I am totally opposite of the mode of how a White House correspondent should be. But God. Let me speak it again. But God. God is the one who chooses. And he does the foolish things to confound the wise. Is God not funny? But the point is, is that vanity will stop you from achieving your destiny because you will be so worried about your image. You don't want to write your kids your story. You're so ashamed of what you did. My image will be tarnished. I don't want my family members to know that I did that. My image will be tarnished forever. Instead of saying, I want them to know what I did, because I want them to know that God will forgive you too. Look, see, I've, I've got this set in my heart, Brad, because y'all know I've did some shenanigans in my past. If people come up to me and say, oh, I know this girl. Oh, she used to do this. You know what I'm going to do to them live on camera? I'm going to look them up and say, yes, I did. Praise God. It shows the glory of God, how God can deliver someone. I'm not ashamed of my past bride. My story is for his glory. Whose image are we lifting up anyway? Are we worried about my image behind the camera? Oh, it's all about me, 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 me. I must be so pretty all the time. 
I must fit this bill that everybody expects of me. Oh, I must do it this way and do it this way because I'm so vain and everything just has to be perfect and done this way according to the way that the world says that I should do it. Yes, that's vain as all get out. I served under a minister one time, was supposed to preach at this church, but because she did not have three hours to get dressed to do her makeup, she refused to do it. That is vain. You drop your image and you obey. You must be ready in season and out of season. All right, let's continue. Therefore did their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. When he slew them, then they saw him and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God, their redeemer. Now, this is another confirmation to you, bride, to write your books, to write your story. Because your children, your family members, even if they are in rebellion, one day they will remember that God was their rock and he is their redeemer. One day when you are gone, long gone, they're going to remember your story and say, you know what? Let's say they're out there walking in the wilderness and they don't have nothing with them because of their rebellion has brought them to this place. They're going to remember in their mind, you know, I remember when mom wrote me and said how God would, how God would bring food to her in the desert and how God took care of her. And then that son or daughter would tell their children, you know what? We're going to trust in that God. If my mom can do it, we can do it. And then they'll repent and give their life back to God. See, your story, you don't know how it's going to be received. It will go in their spirit, bride. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. See, that's another thing I need to tell you, bride, about your family members. Okay, you have to give them to God because God knows how to woo them to him. God knows how to talk their language. He knows how to get them in that right position to where they will cry out to him. They may have to go to jail. They may have to lose everything. They may have to have their idols leave them. I mean, they may have no telling. They may have to have their idols taken away from them and fall flat on their everlasting face before they will see God. And as long as mama's there always to pick them up, mama's there always to, to wipe off their tears and to wipe their face instead of letting God smack them around a little bit like a good father does, where he will say, come on, wake up out of your stupor. Wake up, grow up, mature. You know, push yourself off that, thing and fly you see but mamas we want to take our little babies in the nest and you know we want to smooth them and if they get off track you know we want to push them back and you know we want to take care of them because they're our little cheeky d's well that may be why they're not saved because you're too cuddly you're too coddly you're too much trying to to save them out of all their troubles that you're not allowing God to whip them a little bit and allow them to see their need for God. 
I'm speaking to somebody today. Lord, help us to let the kids go and let you have them. Verse 38, but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. First of all, we can just praise God right now that God has not just poured out his wrath upon this country and destroyed us to oblivion. He has every right to. He has every right to. But God's mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. For our God is so merciful. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and comes not again. Let me say this again, Brian. You come out of the matrix, out of your mother, and you took that first breath, and you breathe in the world. Hello, world. I'm here. Hello. I want to get to know you, world. The world shapes that identity. God tries to save you. He tries to woo you. You can either be selfish and stick up for your own identity, or you can humble yourself and, and learn God's identity for you. That is salvation. Because then when you die, that last breath that you took in when you came out of the matrix is gone. You It leaves like, and you're gone. That's it. You're like a wind that passes away. You will not come back. You have whatever time you have on earth, that is it, baby. If it is 20 years, 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, whatever years there are, that is it. So stop procrastinating. If you are living as a homosexual, get out of that relationship. Run for your everlasting life. If you are living in a, in a fornicative lifestyle, and you are having sex with someone outside of marriage, I don't care if it's the same sex or not. It is wrong. Run for the hills. Get out of that immorality. Get away from that infirmity. Let God heal you and deliver you of those soul ties. Do you know sometimes you can have soul ties and not even have sex with them? It's where you have become an idol to someone. You have either become an idol to someone or they have become an idol to you. That's a soul tie. That needs to be broken. God needs to be the only one that is in that much of a place in your heart. Okay? So, when it says like a wind that will pass away and come not again, when you're gone, that is it. You got 50 years on this earth. If you do not fulfill the destiny that God has for you, you will leave this earth empty. You will, you will, there's some people, Brian, they go to church their entire life and sit in the pew, in one pew, in one spot the entire life, never even know that they had a destiny that God wanted them to fulfill. 
that God wanted them to take over the world and start a ministry and do this and do this or invent something or something. Because they sat under a pastor who said, you have served me in my vision the rest of my life. You, you're not supposed to ever leave me or you will be a sinner going to hell, you know. That's the way some ministers do. Every one of you are called to be a minister. Every one of you have a calling just like that pastor. Every last one of you. And it doesn't matter age you either or your circumstance. Some people, and I've been in nursing homes. I've been in prisons. I'm an outreach person. I have been in there and they'll say, well, you know, I have a disability and all I can do is sit in my chair and just sing. That's all I can do. Well, sing, baby, sing. Sing for the glory of God. Well, I can't leave my house. All I can do is leave my house. Write. Write. Change the world with your writing. Write. Tell stories. Write letters to prisoners. I'm telling you, bride, you can be a minister no matter what your situation is. If you have internet right now and you're able to come on here and watch me, you can do something. Write letters to prisoners. Write letters to children in hospitals. Draw little pictures and send them to children's and children in hospitals. Pray. There is much you can do. Pray. This There's a movie of a woman that was dying in a prison. She was on death row. And she became famous. Because while she was on death row, she had a wall of prayer. People found out from all over the world that she was praying for people before she died. People sent her their stories and they asked her to pray for them. Then she died with that whole wall full of prayers. She changed the world right from her prison cell. God wants to use you right. I don't care what limitations you have. I don't care where you're at. If you're in a miserable marriage, if you are elderly, if, you, if you're not able to move, if you're paralyzed, if you're missing a limb, if you're homeless, anything, there is something God wants you to do even in these last days, even when time is closing. All right, so let's go to verse 40. How often they did provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he would deliver them from the enemy, how he had wrought his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. And he turned their rivers into blood and their floods, and that they could not drink. He sent diverse sort of flies among them, which devoured them, and frogs, which destroyed them. He gave also their incense unto the caterpillar and their labor unto the locust. He destroyed their vines with hell and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave up their cattle also to the hell and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation, indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. He made a way to his anger 
he spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence and smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacles of Ham, but made his own people to go forth like sheep. Come on now. Oh man, what is he saying? All those people that was in judgment suffered, but my people, I guided them in the wilderness like a flock to go forth like sheep. He led them on safely. Bam! In your face, devil. Right there, he led them on safely so that they feared not. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. How many by a raise of hands in the chat room know that God is going to take care of you in the midst of tribulation? Raise your raise your hand if you know God is going to take care of you in the midst of tribulation all right that's right look at them hands that's right you know God is going to take care of you in the midst of tribulation. That is right. For my father, he knows what I need. My father, he knows what I need. So I'll just stand by and watch him provide for my father. He knows what I need. <laughs> Regina says, I miss looking at your Bible because I like to read your notes. <laughs> hey. That is true. I do have some notes in there. Really intimate notes. That is funny. How great thou art. Okay, remind me when I finish and I'll sing it for you. And he brought them to the border of his sanctuary, even to the mountain which his right hand had purchased. He cast out the heathen also in front of them and divided them in inheritance by line and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. Hey, good morning. Thank you. God bless you. We had delivery. 
He gave his people over also into the sword and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awakened as one out of sleep and like a mighty man that shouted by reason of wine. And he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high palaces, like the earth with which he established forever. He chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ooze, great with young, but he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Now, all of you in the chat room, lift your hands and repeat after me. Say, Lord God, please forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for being stubborn and stiff-necked and prideful in my life. Forgive me for all vainness in my heart and in my mind. Forgive me for every way that I have failed you. Holy Spirit, you say in your word that you are a searcher of man's hearts. Please search my heart so that you can feed me according to the integrity of my heart. I love you and worship you today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Treehouse Publishers presents Author and White House Correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, Preparing the Church for the End of Days, Persecution, Purity, and Spiritual Warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current-day situations such as Judgment, Technology, Tribulation Days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, 
New Apostolic Reformation and False Religions Exposes the One World Religion Agenda Dr. June Exposes the New World Order and Satanic Agenda This book exposes the lie of the New Apostolic Reformation Evangelicals who have surrounded the President and is partnering with the Beast System this book's chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? the human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pot books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.